You're listening to Tabletop Arcanum, a podcast dedicated to learning and exploring the hobby of tabletop gaming. Your hosts are Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, so sit back and relax as we talk, discuss, and joke our way through the hobby we love so much. The early 1800s is a time for immense construction and urbanization. You are a world-renowned master planner who has just been asked by two different cities to help rebuild their city centers. Projects of such significance require the expertise of more than one person, so for each assignment you're paired with another master planner to execute your grandiose plans. Will planning and collaborative skills be enough to design the most impressive cities of the world? Welcome to Tabletop Arcanum, and this is Justin, and today I am bringing you a review of Between Two Cities from Stonemeyer Games. This is a... 3 to 7, or 1 to 7 with some variants. A tile drafting and tile laying game. Plays in about 25 minutes. MSRP is $35 and does have a expansion called Capitals that clocks in at $20. And I'll touch on that later in the episode. So Between Two Cities is one game that I discovered quite by accident, honestly. And to give the quick story is... At a local convention, I played in their Play to Win, a lending library, and Between Two Cities was among there, and I was already a big fan of Scythe at the time, so Stonemeyer Games, another game, let's try it out. A buddy of mine and I played, and we just kind of fell in love with the idea Between Two Cities, and lo and behold, I also won the game out of that raffle, so it was fantastic to take that home, and then show it to my local gaming group, who have since gravitated heavily towards this game as a very nice casual game so let's look at those first impressions between two cities has beautiful art like most of the starnmeyer games has a slightly smaller box than what you're looking for but there's not much major components because there's no real major player board as you're laying and drafting tiles so it's really just enough to store your tiles and even the expansion if you do it a little bit cleverly it all fits nicely in a box and is great to take along with you the components themselves are delightfully great. The linen finish on the cards means that they're going to be holding up for a long time. The tiles themselves are well made and cardstock. And I, while you do kind of shuffle them and blind pull them, I have only seen very light wear, depending on the tiles, for as many times as we've actually played this game. Other than that, you have little wooden meeples to represent the different cities, and they are in delightful different famous locations throughout the world. Color doesn't matter, it's really just a score marker and mark which city belongs to what score marker, but it is still a fun little feature to have in the game. Likewise, there is a one and two player variant so that you can still play this game solo, despite needing necessarily three people to beat between two cities. Now let's start talking about the things that Between Two Cities does well. And there's a couple of them in here that I like to capture. First off is the fact that it is a delightfully unique game in the sense that you are cooperating with your neighbors i.e. the player to your right and player to your left, to jointly build a city. So every turn, you draft two tiles out of your hand before passing along to the next player. And before you get to see the next hand, you have to place your two tiles, one in each adjacent city to you. Now, here's the fun twist that I always enjoy about this one. You want to make sure everything's pretty equally balanced in your scoring because your final score is the lower score of the cities you're sitting between which allows for some really interesting choices and opportunities as you're working together with those neighboring partners, but they're also trying to make sure that their cities are robustly pointed. 
Another great feature about Between Two Cities is the gameplay and setup is really fast. And no matter if you're playing with three players or all the way up to seven players, gameplay is fast. That 25 minute average on the box isn't far off even in a full player count game. Some AP or deliberations may drag that out a little bit longer, but for the most part, it is a quick snappy game because all turns are relatively done simultaneously. Uh, you do three goes of drafting in the first round, one round of drafting in the second round, and another three rounds of drafting in the third round, and then you're done, and all it is is calculating score and points. Now that's where it gets a little bit more complicated, but still, everything is relatively shown on the cards, and there's only six different scoring methods in the core game, and you can really walk through those really fastly before you even start the game to give an idea of what you're looking for when you're building cities. Other fun touch is most games need some sort of way to tell who goes first, and I do appreciate, and I've stolen this from Between Two Cities into other games as I've carried the deck or made a copy of it. There is a deck put into the game that is a randomizer deck, and its sole purpose is a seating order randomizer. Now, I've also used it as who goes first, because who you sit next to is very important in Between Two Cities if you're making sure you're pairing people up. The interesting thing is you can do one of these random seating cards just to make things a little more interesting. And in a mixed group game night, does strike some conversation. So you can organize yourselves by alphabetical, by last movie watched, book read. You can figure out who woke up that morning and what time and organize yourself that way. Maybe it's shoe size. Or maybe it's done by the number of currently worn pieces of clothing, accessories, and objects in your pockets. So, it's a fun way to make an icebreaker, and I thought it was a delightful thing to have in a game, especially when seating order mattered. We've used it somewhat. Typically, we figure out in other games who goes first with this method, because it definitely enjoys some randomization there. Now, most Stonemaier games are pretty familiar with having a Atoma solo mode, which it does have that, and... It works relatively well. Definitely shines with that 3 to 7 where the game is truly built for, but the solo and two-player mode are a delight as well. Let's talk about some opportunities with Between Two Cities. Now, the game is relatively fast with that 3 to 7 range. The two and one-player variants do slow down the game a little bit, and I wish it was just as snappy as it was in the, in the original game. The more you play solo, the faster you'll get with it, but definitely it is a little bit of additional learning curve. Now, there are a lot of tiles, and there is a lot of things in this game, and there is a little bit of a randomization and hate drafting that can come with a game like this, and it does come up as an opportunity in this game because you're looking at each other's boards, maybe someone's going really big on parks or really needs a specific tavern to create a pointed tavern set, or maybe you just get one too many shops or one too many factories, and... The whole game is revolved around this drafting mechanic, but you're not even using all of the tiles all the time. So sometimes, based on just randomization, you'll get a heavier swing of one or another, or maybe never see a particular type of tile at all in the game. Now, the second round of the game, you do draft a double wide tile opposed to single tiles, and you're looking at a 4x4 four four grid. So that can really mess up your plans, which is both a benefit and a curse in this game. Most of the time I see it being more challenging for players to have to fight that. I don't think it's necessarily a terrible takeaway, but it definitely hurts your strategy when you're looking at the game in such a way that 
you get three to pick from and you have to use two of them, so that means only one can be vetoed as a non-usable. And that's not even considering the fact that your partners on your neighboring sides are also doing the same choice. So you're getting two tiles that are too wide in the city at the same time, really expanding it and shifting the dynamics dramatically. I think it's a great pivot point in the game, but I would have liked to see a little bit more choice than the draw three, pick two. Maybe a draw two, pick two might have been a little bit more strategy friendly for you, but rules as written, it gets a little tight. The only other opportunity I would say that Between Two Cities has is it is a bit messy to clean up and score as you just have to kind of go through each city and each stage at a time. Now, we have had the tiebreakers go down several levels, which is fun to always see in a game when something gets that tight, but there's usually one city that is definitely a stronger contender than the rest. Now let's talk a little bit about the expansion between two cities' capitals. This is, again, a $20 expansion to the game. Continues that 3-7 to seven players with the 1-2 and two player variant option. Extends the game length a little bit, averaging about 35 minutes opposed to 25. And primarily, on top of adding just new city markers to use, there is district scoring tiles as well as district cards. So you kind of get like objectives during the game. There are a new building called Civic Building Tiles that are introduced, so you get a additional layer of options there. The biggest change I found was the landscape mats, which expand the city that you're building from a 4x4 grid to a 5x5 grid, but there is a 3x3 mat that you have to build around. Now these mats have a couple extra spaces that are being chopped up, whether it be a river, a canyon, a bridge, and it kind of messes up that symmetry that the original game has, but in a fun way that if you do love Between Two Cities, Capitals expands the experience just a little bit and you can mix and match kind of which options you're using. If you just like the lands landscape maps, use those. If you like the civic tiles, use those. If you like them both, use both. With all that said, I do love to recommend Between Two Cities. I think it's a fantastic drafting and tiling game. If you are in a fan of games like Seven Wonders, where you have to worry about your neighbors and have that drafting mechanics between two cities hits that niche in a slightly different tile lane and cooperative way opposed to completely competitive, and I believe that's why we fell in love with Between Two Cities. This has been Tabletop Arcanum's review of Between Two Cities. I hope it's given you some insight on what the game is and what it's about, and hopefully give you some insight if it is a game for you. As always, make sure you follow us on our social medias, that's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Like, comment, subscribe, get those notifications to let us let you know when we have new content up. We are currently doing a game a day a challenge, so definitely follow along on our social medias for that. Likewise, and don't forget, happy gaming. to Tabletop Arcanum, produced by Justin Taylor. This episode is hosted by Justin Taylor. Mixing and editing by Richard Geese. Original theme by Paul Moore and Isaac Gilbert. Check the description for this episode's featured background music. You can follow us on most social media platforms. Be sure to like, subscribe, and follow, and leave us a review if you would. As always, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.